What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. The finals are here, and I have my man, Ryan, at Mind Cycle Cards on the program to talk about the nuggets of it all, his collection, his team collecting. Uh, we talk about getting excited for the finals. But most importantly, we are talking about a new creation he is bringing into the hobby universe, the hobby boards, a new message board that he has created and sharing and getting into the reasons why. Um, This was a ton of fun for me to understand the motivation and desire of a collector to bring something like this to life. There are going to be a lot of fun conversations, a lot of education going down on that board. If you're interested, we'll have the links in the show notes. Sign up and be a part of the conversation. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. I am here with the most popular man in the hobby right now. Um, All jokes aside, kind of. um, I am excited for this one. Ryan, Mind Cycle Cards on uh, the show today. We're going to talk about um, one of a new initiative he is bringing to life, which I think is important and should impact everybody who is listening to this show. And um, the jokes up front, um, Kyle from Wax Museum and I were messaging each other. I think he saw something or I don't know what, but saw that uh, Ryan was going to be on the pod. And if you're a Wax Museum listener, uh, you're going to get Ryan too. So it's a double dose of uh, Ryan. But without further ado, Ryan, welcome back, man. How are you? Thanks, Brett. Doing really good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to talk about the Nuggets up front because uh, that's your squad. Last time you were on, you were talking about your Nuggets collection. I think I might, I, I can't remember the timeline, but I, I think I had made mention that like the Nuggets were one of the the better teams I had seen in that year, just from a, a Pacers game that I was watching. And here we are. Um, I would say not only are they in the finals, but uh, you look around and any pundit or sports media guru, or maybe even in the hobby, I think most people, especially after what just went down in the East would say the Nuggets are playing the best basketball in the world right now and are likely the favorites to win. This is not a uh, normal thing, I think, for Nuggets fans. So how are you feeling <laughs> about all this? Like what's going on in your head yeah. um, as we enter the NBA Finals? Yeah, really excited about it, obviously. Uh, first trip to the finals for the Nuggets. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. I don't want to jinx it and say <laughs> we have the better looking team, but I, I for, for the most part, I, I think we're looking really good. Now that we're playing the Heat, we got home court advantage, which is really nice because we seem to be unbeatable at home. So that's all good. But yeah, really, really excited about it. I, it was like you were you had a week off kind of as a fan. Uh... You're watching what was happening in the Eastern Conference uh, uh, Championship. And I don't know, like it was like a wave of emotions for both Boston and both Miami yeah. fans. But I don't think anyone really probably is talking about, well, what is that? What did that series mean to Nuggets fans? What mm-hmm. As you were watching those games, like what was going Were you rooting for one team over <laughs> the other? What was going on in your head? Well, what's interesting is that before I came out to Denver, well, my family came out to Denver, I lived in Boston. So I got a little bit of ties to Celtics there and I got some family members that are still heavily into Celtics. But at the same time, I was thinking, hey, you know, if the Heat win, then we get home court, which is awesome. So I was a little bit, you know, conundrum tied between the two who I was rooting for. You know, that 
would have been pretty cool to come back from a three zero uh for for Boston. So, you know, I was I was kind of rooting for them during that time frame. And then the last game, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just root for the heat so we can get home court. I think that makes sense and is super reasonable. Um, one thing I want before we get into, we're gonna talk about the hobby boards, which is kind of a, a, a creation of yours that I'm super excited about. Um, but before we do that, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about the finals and just with your collecting. It seems like throughout the history of the show, any collector that I've talked to, whether it's player or team collector, when they get into their collection and they talk about cards that they have, cards that they love, different years, parallels, there's always this like super force with the championship year. It's I'm doing this project because of the championship year, or I'm starting to think about collecting this parallel because of the championship year. And so I don't want to put the the cart before the horse because there's still a uh, series that has to be played, but even win, lose, or draw, are you thinking about your Nuggets collection in this year specifically any different than you were in previous years? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that, to be honest, I haven't gone off uh, gone chasing much modern stuff. So like the past year or so, uh, I really haven't picked up too much Nuggets stuff outside of just some like base Donruss team sets and stuff like that. But yeah, now that we're in the finals, like you said, win or lose, I think I will probably go a little bit harder after my normal team sets. I like to do, you know, like the prisms, prism silvers, prism golds, if I can. Uh, but it, yeah, anything related to the finals would be really fun to pick up. So I might be quickly becoming a more modern collector soon here after being out of it for a little bit. <laughs> I guess just on the uh, the Jokic front, every if you've been watching basketball for a long time, Obviously, you, you've seen his rise in elevation. He's grabbed two MVPs. And the Nuggets aren't like one of those teams where they're like on prime time all the time. Um, mm-hmm. They got the time zone that hurts them maybe a little bit in that. So it's almost like if you weren't like a hardcore Nuggets fan or weren't watching everything on League Pass, you might have just heard secondhand that you know Jokic is really good and then he's won these MVPs. But I think now, like, Finally, people realize that like this guy is not only good, but he's probably the best player in the NBA and he's on pace to, you know, win, you know, uh, you know, the NBA finals. And if they win the finals, likely finals MVP. What like as a fan who watches this guy every night, is that is that like validation or is it just like, are you just sitting back and enjoying watching other people recognize him? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I I think it's great. I think. um the recognition is well deserved, even though it's funny after we swept the Lakers, all anybody could talk about was how LeBron might retire. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of a slight in my opinion at Jokic, but yeah, I think now finally the finals are here. So they're going to be talking more about them. Uh, it's always interesting to me that as Nuggets fans, we actually have a hard time even watching the games because of licensing issues. So Comcast used to air them. Now they dropped them. And it's like this whole battle been going on for years. Uh, so even the fans have a difficult time watching them. You know, it's just kind of sad. So I hope maybe winning a championship, we can get more eyes on it, get better coverage across Denver so we can actually watch games again. But yeah, really just excited for people to to just realize his greatness, right? He's just a great player. Yeah, you're you're not the only one. As a Pacers fan who 
lived a mile from the stadium, it was the same issue. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, let's make the NBA more accessible, not have blackouts, do all this stuff. So I I think they're hopefully the the powers that be behind the curtain are doing something to make it easier for fans to watch their NBA team because it it just seems so ridiculous at this day and age that we have to jump through so many hoops to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It is is a bit frustrating. I was thinking Altitude Sports is who airs it here. They could just somehow figure out how to do a streaming type thing. I'd pay for that in a minute, you know, I'd, <laughs> so that'd be great. But yeah, you know, um, that aside, I think everybody in the city is really happy about it. Really excited. Yeah. It's going to be great. Looking forward yeah. to it. Yes. We all are looking forward to it. Excited for that to start. Now I want to talk about uh, the hobby boards before we do that. I I have been a follower of you and then obviously a follower of maybe the reason and why the hobby boards were created. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But there has been this just like wave of support that has come from like the collector base to you. And I would imagine that it might have been one of the driving forces in this creation. But I don't know. That's why I'm having you on the show. So maybe for anyone who's like not on Instagram or maybe doesn't follow you closely, maybe like set the stage first of like what has transpired over the last maybe month or two or however long it's been. And then we can get into like the hobby boards and what you're looking to build. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, you know, the the big current message board is going to be blowout, right? So a lot of people are familiar with blowout. Uh, it's gone a little bit in the wrong direction. Uh, at least I feel in the past couple of years, I did get suspended over there. So <laughs> that's kind of one of the reasons for this all came about. I do have a video on that, that topic. So if anybody's interested, they can go to my YouTube channel, just mind cycle underscore cards, take a look at the video of, of me getting suspended over there and the reason behind it. Won't go into too much detail about it, but a couple of my hobby, hobby buddies, mine came together, you know, after that happened and none of us had really been posting over there that much. Uh, there's been kind of a lot of censorship going on for the past year or two. This is kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't, I maybe, you know, a little bit toxic of an environment in some regards. I mean, I don't want to throw them under the bus because they, you know, you could got a tough time trying to moderate those forms. But anyway, all that stuff went down and we just, we thought, Hey, what if there was like a new message board system that was just created by collectors? There's no sponsors attached. There's no ads. You know, it's just you go in and you start chatting. There's there's little to no censorship outside of if you just post something that you know is just completely dis- disagreeable and we'll have to remove it. But otherwise, whatever you post goes right. So that that was kind of the beginning thoughts of that. I'd say, yeah, maybe about a month ago. So I think like what might be interesting for uh, a lot of newer people, newer collectors that are maybe listening to this show is that all newer collectors know is maybe Instagram, just thinking about that, like entry point, you become a hobby participant, then you're trying to navigate and then you find Instagram and then that's how you meet other collectors. You do the group chat thing. But I think what predates the hobby Instagram is blowout and the message boards um, there's so much history. It's archived. I know me as someone who I would say is, would say not brand new, but relatively new in comparison to some other collectors. Like I find a lot of 
data and information from blowout threads that I'm just looking to get educated. But that has been the value add for me as not someone who's on blowout every day posting or, you know, listening to conversations, but maybe talk a little bit about just like message boards and just the importance of message boards as opposed to like, how does it complement Instagram? Um, Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. They do predate like social media platforms like Instagram or we could say Facebook or Twitter. Um, they mostly went out of favor in the 2000s. So, I mean, that's really mid 2000s. I think a lot of people moved over to the easier to use platforms for sharing a photo, right? I will <laughs> let people know if they've never used message boards before, it's not going to be as easy to post a photo as it is on Instagram where you just upload it and it's there. Uh, that's the one kind of hurdle you got to get over. Now, for anybody who's interested in joining, I did create a video on how you can use like other sharing services to to do that. So check out my latest video uh, and that reviews all that. But yeah, I think just going back to the topic of uh, why they're important is is we can have those longer format discussions to where nowadays it's it's great. We can share our photos. We can throw one up on Instagram, get a couple comments. But then you're just moving on to the next photo, right? On a message board, you can throw that photo up and have a discussion about the player, have a discussion about the set. You can have a discussion about that year of cards, you know? So you can, you can go and have a lengthy discussion that will involve, you know, 10, 20, 30 people at a time, as opposed to just kind of scrolling through your feed and, hey, I like this card. Or, you know, throwing up a couple sentences, maybe at most on a post. I just, I really, think that that's missing nowadays and i want to get people back to that mentality of hey let's just have some long format discussions about this stuff it's it's fun yeah and i think um as someone who will be joining uh the hobby boards just as an alternative and something else i think with with instagram like for me i've got my group of collectors that i communicate with and i'm dying every like refresh to see more and more cards but Oftentimes what hits my feed is a bunch of stuff that I don't care about that mm-hmm. I literally am trying to curate it, whether it's muting and stuff, but it's it's like it's like a virus. It just keeps coming back. So I think like for me, if I'm spending my time in the hobby, I want to I want to discuss and learn about cards. So uh maybe like just the maturation of the collector uh message board is a place that we can go to do like. I don't know if I don't really have a better way to describe it, but maybe just like get nerdy a little bit around the actual cards itself. Is that like a fair way to look at what maybe the hobby boards might present to a collector that's looking for something new? Yeah, absolutely. I just chat about cards, chat about sports. So a lot of times there's just people chatting about the sport in general. So basketball, football, whatever you're into. Uh, we had, we just threw up a, post last night about the finals so you know nuggets first heat and what people think and and so it's just a fun place to come and like you said just nerd out uh but i i do think it's um it's something that i hope you know doesn't completely disappear you know we've we've seen it be a little bit overshadowed by like i said some of the social media platforms but i do think there are a good amount of collectors who started collecting based off of message boards when i got back into the hobby it was around like 2011 2012 uh i was immediately drawn to like the old beckett boards and there used to be a message board called hobby kings and just looking through those old posts and then i found blowout 
And I didn't actually join for a couple of years because I didn't think, you know, I was knowledgeable enough yet. I wish I would have joined right away. But I want to encourage people to, to come over and, and just join, you know, whether they have a ton of knowledge or not, because everybody's welcoming in there and we can have some fun chats, you know, that's really what it's all about. So one thing that uh, obviously I think when we join new things or try new services, a big component of that is like somebody you know and trust recommends those things. And because I know you and you're starting this new thing and I understand like how you operate online as a collector and what you care about, like I'm drawn to wanting to be a part of like a community where that's how people are thinking about it at, at, at the top. Um, I'm curious, you mentioned censorship too, um, which is I'm assuming something that you're not like really focusing on because of maybe your current status from the blowout forum, but maybe talk a little bit about just like what's going to make the hobby boards different from something like a blowout forum. Like what are some of those things? Yeah, for sure. I, I think the topic of censorship is, is really important because when you throw up a message board, or at least when you did in the past, you would look for sponsors. You'd look for somebody to sponsor the site so you could throw up ads, but then when you start talking about people that you have the ads <laughs> that are you're advertising with you, some negative stuff comes out and we've seen it happen over at blowout. Those posts quickly go away. <laughs> and I just feel like that's not that, you know, that's not something we should be doing to collectors. Collectors should have a voice, whether or not it's something we agree with or not. And so my pledge, you know, kind of to the collector or whatever, whoever wants to join up is that they, again, will never be sponsored. There's, there's never going to be ads. It's all based on like a donation system. So if you want to donate, if you really like it, cool. Um, I'm just going to front the cost. If not, I have no problem with it. Um, you know, I've picked up some hosting and a domain name and all that kind of stuff. And I've actually, my profession <laughs> is actually kind of tied to all that kind of hosting deal in the past. So um, you know, I, I'm able to, to navigate that whole thing, but yeah, it's, it's really just made for collectors to come and just have a good time and not have to deal with some of the other more political or issues that exist on the other boards. Right. So that's really the, the gist of it. One of the things that you touched on there that I want to maybe talk to you about, cause you've seen it a lot longer than I have, but we'd be naive to say that there aren't platforms, content platforms that people are creating content or people are hosting sites like Message Board who, whose motives aren't to bring in sponsorship and then to get revenue and then use that revenue to you know maintain site, keep site running, and maybe put some money in their pockets as well. Like it is America, it is, there's a capitalism, capitalistic society, like people are going to do that. I think mm-hmm. what I'm drawn to typically because I treat the hobby as my escape from work and life. I'm looking for authenticity. I'm looking for uh, people that are doing the hobby for the similar reasons than me. And I'm drawn to those sorts of things. So whenever I hear someone starting something, and I don't know if you'd classify this, Ryan, as it, but like to me, it sounds like a passion project of yours. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm typically more drawn to that. So I don't know, like, I guess like maybe just tossing it to you, like how as a hobby participant, do we like navigate this? Like what's, what's real and what is a front for something else? And this is mostly maybe directed to anyone who's listening, who's not been in the hobby for a while and is still trying to figure out and navigate like where they should be spending their time or not. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, for me, it's always been, you know, just collecting cards for enjoyment, you know, and, and, and I have nothing against buying cards to, to sell eventually or selling cards so that you can fund your hobby. But my whole thing is just, you know, collecting cards for really just my enjoyment. I throw most of my stuff in a binder and a lot of the cards that people see in those binders, like, why didn't you get that card graded? That's crazy. So that's always been kind of my message. And that's when I'll always promote like, you know, on this message board or really anywhere. But I, I think there's the opposite end of where I'm at, you know, or just somewhere maybe in the middle. And we all have our ways of collecting and how we have fun with it, whether it's you're collecting and you're never going to give up that card ever, or you're going to flip it the next day, you know, it's all good. And, and so I, I would say that just the message boards in general and just kind of my view of it in general and just my outlook in general is to have all those voices come together, have some debates about it, you know, and, and, um, just, just have some fun basically, you know, that's, that's really the, the end goal of it, I guess. Totally. I want to maybe touch on to, um, message boards and maybe some positive moments that you have just in thinking about message boards. I know, uh, whenever I, Kyle does a good job of like talking through just the history of like, whether it's, you know, this isn't positive, but it's good information, which is like patch swapping and stuff like a lot of that, those stories and that information surfaced via uh, message boards. I'm, I'm yeah. curious on your end, obviously, like you find value enough to start your own, maybe talk through just like some of those moments that you've had in your history of collecting that you associate with just like message boards. Yeah, absolutely. I think joining blowout and, and seeing some of the cards that were highly faked uh, and still are highly faked or trimmed or out in any of that stuff. Uh, a lot of people might deem that as just negative content, right? But it's really needed. It's really necessary content to protect us as collectors, especially if we want to purchase one of those high-end cards. We should know, you know, the telltale signs of a fake or the telltale signs of a trimmed or a patch swapped, you know, like Kyle's done amazing work. Uh, he He's kept trackers. He has threads and blowout. I, I think he's, you know, I'm not going to speak for him, but maybe planning to move some of that stuff over to hobby boards or at least make it known over there uh, eventually. But yeah, there's that side of it, but then just the side of just seeing people's collections. So um, it's nice to know how to keep yourself safe, but at the same time, you have a, a post to somebody's collection and you see a card in there, a set in there that you've never seen before. Hey, may, might be fun to go chase that. I think all of my rare 90s nugget stuff probably came from somebody posting on the message boards and saying, hey, check out this, this cool set. You know, we think about PMGs nowadays and everybody talks about them and the star rubies from the 90s and all that. But years ago, that stuff really was, I, mean, I don't know, more or less under the radar a little bit, at least for the players that weren't Jordan or Kobe or any of the big names. Right. So I found a lot of that stuff via the message boards and then started chasing it back in the day. Happy that I did because half of my binders <laughs> that have that stuff, I probably never be able to afford today. So I think it's just that level of, uh, the, the, you know, those two sides to it, just seeing other people's collections or just other people's point of view, you might flip cards and give me an idea of how, I can buy a card and maybe hold it for a little while and maybe trade it to somebody to get a card that I want. That's, that's one of the kind of uh, 
things that I do nowadays that I saw on, on forums back in the day. So, yeah. I, I love it. And something you touched on there, uh, I, I found, I, I've been thinking about for a while where um, positioning is a big thing. And if you think about a platform like Instagram, like we point fingers at people who are pumping certain cards. And usually it's like very obvious and evident that they're doing it for a monetary gain. But sometimes whether it's like a podcast, whether it's a message board or whatever, someone's passion, just like, I've got, I've got, I've got a microphone or I've got a couple paragraphs. I'm going to just tell you why I'm building this set and why I love this product so much and why it's rare and why I think it's significant. And then what happens is like collectors see that content and then start doing their own investigation and research and say, you know what, like, this is actually a great card and cool. So I'm going to get my players who are in this set and I have found by seeing like that ripple effect that comes from like the passion of one collector who's not looking to sell anything. He just wants to share his joy um, on something like a message board. That's where maybe steam for a certain product or parallel happens over time. I'm sure you've seen these instances probably a lot more than I have as being a uh, participant on the message boards. But like, is is that like, I feel like by joining the, the hobby boards and, and just letting reading people's threads and listening to people talk about something like card aesthetics that doesn't get talked about enough, like that might be an opportunity to not only like get people excited, but also educate people on products that no one talks about these days that are buried away somewhere. Um, that's yeah. what excites me the most about what you're doing. Is that something that you're thinking about? Oh yeah. And I can uh, share with you a thread that's on there right now. It's called cardboard moments when a card company gets photography, right. And it was started by uh, my buddy, Jason small town as on Instagram. So it's basically just a celebration of cool moments in sports that were captured and then put on a card. Uh, so if you go through that thread, you're just going to see a lot of unique photos on there of that people have been posting. I still need to get a post up there because I have some ideas of what to throw up. But yeah, just when the photography is better than like the set. So I know a lot of people go after the set or they go after the certain parallel, the gold or the black or whatever. But this is more celebrating just the photo. And it's just stuff like that that really is excites me, you know, to go into a thread and just see oh, I've never seen that that card before. And, and wow, that photo is really cool. Maybe I should start chasing that. And it could be anything from a high end to a low end card. You know, there's there's some uh, old upper deck cards in there right now. I'm looking at, I think, 94 upper deck or 93 upper deck or something like that with just some amazing photos. So yeah, those type of threads is is what gets me excited too. And, and we're not just looking at the value of the card. We're looking at it for the aesthetics, you know, like you mentioned. Before we close out with just maybe some some cards that are you're excited about now, maybe just for anyone who's going to be joining the hobby boards after this, like what would you say is like the right mentality to have entering the hobby boards, and maybe what is the wrong mentality to have, just so so proper expectations can be set up front with anyone who's joining. Sure, I you know I don't think there there's there's really any caveats to it. Just come and post what you want and just see what's going on there. I think that's your best bet. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I do have a video that I came out that just goes over the basics. It's gonna cover registering, it's gonna cover throwing up your first post, gonna cover the important topic that a lot of people have mentioned to me is, is they're having troubles like getting their photos up. I go over like 
Flickr and Imager, which are two really popular Imager, and they work awesome on your phone. You can get an app. You can just drag it in there, just like you do on Instagram. So I would just encourage people to give it a give it a try and don't give up if it's a little bit foreign to you, especially if you never use message boards. It's going to work great on your phone too. The one of my goals was to make sure that it was mobile friendly because I know a lot of people just have their phones for hobby content nowadays. So that was an important thing. Works really well. You're not going to have these weird formatted things like the current message boards uh, nowadays for sports cards and whatnot. Uh, it's going to all be pretty seamless. I am available to help out like on MindCycle on the boards or people can contact me on Instagram. I have no problem like helping people out, get started or any troubles they run into. I'm going to continue to do like tutorials to help people out. But yeah, that's really the biggest thing is like there's there's no there's no one topic or or way to approach it. I think it's just come in and do your own thing. And if you you know if you have something that that people aren't receptive to, they'll probably let you know, and and that's a good thing, right? But yeah, there's there's no boundaries really. I love it. We'll put the link to register and any of the tutorials that Ryan created in the show notes, so you can have access to those. Before I let you get out of here, Ryan, pickups. This is a, a podcast about sports cards and collecting. Yeah. Have you bought anything recently that you're excited about? Yeah, it's actually funny because uh, I was thinking about, yeah, what have I picked up? I've been picking up a lot of lower end, but today actually came in two really cool cards. Uh, so I got this Gary Harris Spectra. Let's see if we can get it to oh, yeah. focus. Oh, of course, the blur. But this is a, a Spectra patch out of 1415. Spectra, so his rookie year. But the the reason I went after this one is because it's jersey numbered. So mm. uh, you're probably not seeing that because of the blur on my screen. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that one was cool. It was like a $30 pickup shipped, right? I love jersey number cards. I think I'm up to like 40 for Harris because uh, okay, Harris is one of my big PC players. And just every time I see one, you know, even if it's some obscure set, I'll usually go after it. Uh, so that's number one. Are you are uh, you a, are you a, are you a Spectra fan, or is it because did you get that card mostly because of the jersey number element? Uh, I actually have the one on one of that. So, okay. <laughs> um, so kind of that tied in with I, I do like Spectra. Uh, if you've ever seen Steve S Holly two thousand three on Instagram, he calls Spectra the fat prism because <laughs> they're thicker <laughs> card stuff. I always thought that was funny. So yeah, I go after some fat prism every once in a while. Not, you know, maybe not my my most favorite set, but I do and do like them. And now that I got the orange and got the black and I think I have a gold, I might try to chase that yeah. little run right there. So that's another little chase that I can get involved in. But yeah, it's it just cool to have a jersey number. That's one of the things I've always chased for my PC guys, you know. I love it. It feels like uh, anywhere I turn, I feel like Spectra, I don't know, it's got getting some momentum. I get messages whenever I post a Spectra card about people who love it, but it's not one of those sets that typically gets a lot of airtime on the mainstream. So the fact yeah. that you brought it up here, I had to ask. <laughs> yeah. And second up, um, it's this Gallinari out of 09, or sorry, 08, 09. Come back towards me. You go. can maybe it, see it. Yeah, I, I see it. <laughs> so anyway, this is the autograph card is just the base refractor and it's out of 145 and it's the last one I need for that run. So I actually mm. was lucky enough to pick up that one one probably two years ago now. 
And so I've been waiting to fill the gap for this one, which it's only, you know, I've, there's been one sitting on eBay for a long time for 50 bucks. And I was just like, eh, it'll pop up eventually. I got this one for 10. So, you know, it pays off. So that'll complete that little mini run. There's the regular refractor, there's an X fractor, a gold, and then the one. So it's a smaller, like parallel run, but something I'm happy to complete and throw in my binder. I love it. Do you, do you because you are such a dedicated team collector and you post your cards and tell stories, I, do you get people that just like slide into your DMs if they have unique nuggets cards and are like, hey, I'm looking to sell this because you post nuggets stuff all the time? I'm curious if you're interested in this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love it. Um, I have had the occasional, hey, do you want to buy this <laughs> this card for, <laughs> you know, 5X the comps? And, you know, I usually ignore those people. But most of the time, I, I get genuine people that said, hey, I found this at a show or I just want to show you what I what I have here. And I thought you might be interested. I was digging through my box. And, and I love all, even what would be maybe considered the lower end cards of players that might not play for the team anymore. Gary Harris doesn't play for the team. Neither does Gallinari, but I still collect those guys. So when people see that I do, they'll hit me up and say, I got this, this card. Maybe you're interested and maybe you're not. And I love that kind of stuff. It's, it's what makes the hobby so great. It does. Before we pull the plug on this one, Ryan, give me your prediction. What's happening in the finals? How many games are we going? Who's, who's going to be the MVP? What do you got? <laughs> well, I'm going to say Jokic. MVP. Uh, I don't want to call a sweep <laughs> because <laughs> then I'll just the jinx it. Um, but that would be cool. I am trying my best to go to the game one this Thursday. We'll actually be out of town for the weekend, so I won't make game two. But I did just get uh, tickets for what they call the uh, watch party over there for my son and I, and then my brother and his son. And so they'll they'll air the game. We got game four. So when they're playing in Miami for that game four, we'll be able to just sit in the stadium, watch it on the big screen. So it's going to be fun. So even if I can't make the the Thursday game, I'm doing my best. I got the funds. I sold some cards. Uh, they're available. I'm ready to go. It's just really difficult to get a decent seat for a good price. But yeah, at least I'll get to sit in the stadium and, and maybe watch the sweep or just watch a fun game. I love it. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much. This was a ton of fun. Go check out the hobby boards. Like I mentioned, we will put the links in the show notes. Can't wait to do this again, and good luck with your nuggets. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me on, Brett. Always enjoy my time with Ryan. I am signing up for the hobby boards, and I can't wait to see the conversation go down. Make sure you do the same. If anything that was shared on during this conversation interests you, hopefully you're enjoying the finals, sitting back, relax, watching some basketball. It'll be over before we know it, so let's let this all sink in. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More stacking slabs on the other side. Peace.